when we finally get to uh, Lord Kapila and Devahuti, then you're really going to get the full creation and, and more. Translation, when that Supreme Personality of Godhead, who was lying on the Garbhodak Ocean, entered the heart of Brahma, Brahma brought his intelligence to bear, and with the intelligence invoked, with the intelligence invoked, he began to create the universe as it was before. Please repeat, when that Supreme Personality of Godhead, who was lying on the Garbhodak Ocean, entered the heart of Brahma, Brahma brought his intelligence to bear, and with the intelligence invoked, he began to create the universe as it was before. At a certain time, the Personality of Godhead, Karano Dakashai Vishnu, we also call him Mahavishnu, lies in the Karana Ocean, sometimes we say causal ocean, and produces many thousands of universes from his breathing. Then he enters again into each and every universe as Garbho Dakashai Vishnu, and fills up half of each universe with his own Perspiration. The other half of the universe remains vacant, and that vacant region is called outer space. Then the look of outer space, but it's not really that. How, how big is the universe across, you know, according to the Bhagavad? Four billion miles. That's not very much. Then the lotus flower sprouts from his abdomen. This is how it happens. Then the lotus flower sprouts from his, Garbhodaksha and Vishnu's abdomen, and produces the first living creature, Brahma. Then again, as Shiro Dakashaya Vishnu, the Lord enters into the heart of every living entity, including Brahma. This is confirmed in Bhagavad Gita, 15th chapter. The Lord says, I am seated in everyone's heart. Where is that? 1515. Yeah. Anybody know? Right. I'm seated in everyone's heart. And for me come remembrance, knowledge, and thankfully forgetfulness too. Uh, but not thankfully for forgetting him. <laughs> Cuts both ways. And by me are remembrance and forgetfulness made possible. Unquote. As the witness of the activities of the individual entities, the Lord gives each one remembrance and intelligence to act according to his desire. At the time he was annihilated in his last birth, in the last millennium. So this uh, revival of consciousness that takes birth between births and uh, after 
when a new birth comes, and it also carries over when a new millennium, a new creation comes. So everything is as it was. Uh, in the last millennium. This intelligence is invoked according to one's own capacity. Then Prabhupada says, or by the law of karma. So we're not independent to invoke consciousness. It's, we're given as much consciousness as we deserved. Like, there's bugs in here, and their consciousness is very diminished, you know, compared to our, but it's the same spirit. But by their karma, they've been given a very, uh, very super limited body. And similarly, we're like those insects compared to the demigods. So. Brahma was the first living entity, and he was empowered by the Supreme Lord to act in charge of the mode of passion. Right? You've got to be passionate to create. Therefore, he was given the required intelligence, which is so powerful and extensive that he is almost independent. Brahma is almost independent of the control of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. And then Prabhupada gives an example to, or an analogy just as to, to illustrate. Just as a highly posted manager is almost as independent as the owner of a firm, Brahma is described here as, an independent, as independent because as the Lord's representative to control the universe, he is almost as powerful and independent as the Supreme Personality of God, in a relative sense. It's like, uh, and it, it made me wonder when Prabhupada gave this analogy, if Prabhupada was drawing on his own experience, because even though Prabhupada uh, you know, passed his exams at Scottish Church's College, University of Calcutta, he refused his diploma because he was following Gandhi, and they were boycotting all things British, including diplomas. So uh, the family doctor, Kartik Bose, said to his uh, father, Gormahan, he said, uh, what's Abai doing now that he's graduated? Oh, not doing much right now, actually. And so Kartik Bose was their family doctor, so he knew how bright Abai was. So he said, well, I, can I, I'd like to hire him for my pharmaceutical firm, Bengal Chemical, Bose's laboratory. He was a pioneer in uh, pharmaceuticals in India in the early 20th century uh, because he knew how intelligent uh, Abai was. And Prabhupada also told us that he quickly became the number one salesperson in, in the office. And the, the older salesmen became jealous of him and they tried to make an intrigues against him. So, uh, so Kartik Bose pretty much gave him carte blanche. He was so good, he was so intelligent. He said, yeah, whatever you think, whatever. He trusted his judgment for business decisions. So Prabhupada makes that analogy. The Lord, as the super-soul within Brahma, gave him the intelligence to create. The creative power, therefore, of every living entity is not his own. So there's the humbling fact that we have to remember. Because we tend to get proud, even if we do something little. Right? 
Like um, when I was in junior high school, I was really bad at shop. Wood shop, metal shop. I mean, I used to drive those shop teachers nuts. <laughs> but I did make a spice rack for my mother. They're giving projects, right? <laughs> and I was so proud of it. But it was just a clunky little tray, you know. You could, and she used it, you know. You made that? Oh. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, but then I was quickly humbled by the next project. <laughs> I couldn't do it all, right? Okay. So, uh, so periodically, even though Brahma is the co-creator of the universe, engineer number one in the universe, civil, mechanical, you know, you name it, he had the whole thing, because he was empowered to do the whole thing. Um, periodically, Krishna does humble him, as we know from the past time. Which, which Brahma has come to see me in Dwarka? <laughs> hey, I just stole the cows and cowherd boys, calves and cowherd boys, and now... They're back there, you know. So Krishna does, he does that uh, to humble the leader of our sampradaya, the Brahmabhadvagodhya sampradaya. He's so intimate with Krishna that he, Krishna even selects him to show us an example of uh, how to stay humble. He humbles our own adiguru in the Brahmabhadvagodhya sampradaya. There are many scientists and great workers in this material world. See, so, you know, Prabhupada gives credit where credit is due, right? Once he looked at his Seiko watch. Seiko or Seiko? Seiko? I forget. Yeah. Yeah. Are they still in business? <laughs> Dating myself. Um, and there was one of these watches where you could tell the time in any part of the world. You know, and so Prabhupada was marveling at the watch. They think of everything. Except Krishna, right? <laughs> so therefore, Shrama Eva Hikavalam. There are many scientists and great workers in this material world who have wonderful creative force. But they act and create only according to the direction of the Supreme Lord. So it's all coming from Krishna. If they've, if they've done some punya, then he, he gives them some great ability. But it is not possible for him, a scientist, to overcome the stringent laws of material nature by his intelligence. Nor is it possible to acquire such intelligence from the Lord. And then Prabhupada says why in the next sentence. Krishna is not going to give us the intelligence to conquer material nature. So what do you think Prabhupada is going to say in the next sentence? Why? Why won't he give that intelligence? Hmm? Well, it's, this, is, this is interesting the way Prabhupada puts it. Uh, for the Lord's supremacy would then be hampered. <laughs> Only Krishna controls material nature. We're not the controllers of material nature. But if he, he's making, he'd make us God, in effect, right? be the supreme controller. It is stated in this verse that Brahma created the universe as it was before. Purva, right? Yeah. Loka samstam yata purva, formless. This means that he created everything by the same name and form as in the previous cosmic manifestation. 
I was born in the darkest ignorance, and my spiritual master is kindly opening my eyes with the torch of knowledge. I offer my respectful obeisances unto him. So now, so I call this creator and co-creator. The creator Vishnu's. So, um, I mentioned this in the previous class. Krishna has better things to do personally than build a prison house, so he expands himself as the Vishnu's, and they do it. And I personally saw Prabhupada in L.A. April 73, wow, that's like 46 years ago. So, uh, he was, uh, he liked to needle us all the time, us Americans, because he knew we were very proud of being Americans, because <laughs> of the airplanes and the computers and the... So he said, so you've created this big 747, Prabhupada's always flying around in his jets. Um, but can you create an airplane as like a mosquito? And they never crash? Even if they're all attacking the light? They're attracted by the glare of the light? And then Prabhupada quoted, Kata Upanishad. Does that help? Kata Upanishad. Prabhupada, I'll give you a hint. Prabhupada said, so Krishna, he can be bigger than the biggest, like Mahavishnu, and smaller than the smallest, like Shirodakshara Vishnu. He's also Vishnu in our hearts and in every atom. So then Prabhupada said, Krishna is Anoraniyan, Mahatomahiyan, Atmasya Jantor Nihito Guhayam. So this is Katha Upanishad 1 2, 20. Both the super soul and the atomic soul are situated in the same heart of a living being. So it's amazing how the um, and, and it's the it's the same personality of Godhead in, in playing in a different role. So everything is breathed out by him, and then he can enter into it and have the same not be diminished at all. You know, we brush off a mosquito. But Krishna, he's in the heart of the mosquito, giving everybody the intelligence to navigate around the light. No crashes, no hijacks. <laughs> and, uh, and he can be the full, fully potent, supreme personality of God in, in the heart of that mosquito. I mean, that's, that's humbling. <laughs> so, okay. So the creator Vishnu's. Now, Brahma as co-creator, as the co-creative power. So where do we also hear that Krishna enters into the heart of Brahma? Besides hey, Brahma. Okay. I, I was too slow. <laughs> Very first verse of Bhagavatam, whose translation is 87, 187 words. Longer than the Gettysburg Address. All right. Uh, how does it start? Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Janmanyasyatum Vayaditaratas Jarteshva Bhigyaksva This is Vasudeva, Srila uh, Vyasudeva, identifying the objective of the Bhagavatam, identifying the goal, um, identifying the cause of everything. The, source, the first three verses are all about that. 
or the first two verses anyway. Tene Brahma, it's right in the first verse. The Adi Brahma is the Adi the original poet sage. Of course, Krishna is the original everything, Govindavai, Purusham, Tamahang, Vajami. But he's so qualified, Prabhupada writes elsewhere, that you get to be Brahma by being what? You know? <laughs> this is in a Bhagavatam purport. I think it's fourth canon. The most pious being from the previous uh, creation, uh, the previous. Uh, yeah, gets to be Brahma. Not not a day of Brahma, but the whole, you know, it's, there's a creation, there's an annihilation. So when there's a brand new creation, then the most pious living entity from the previous creation, he gets to be Brahma. Because, why? Because Krishna trusts him, even though he's being invested with so much power. Krishna knows he won't misuse it. So that's big. All right, so it said in the, in the translation that this Brahma, this co-creator, he brought his intelligence to bear. Does that ring a bell in Tucson? You see this in signs around town. Bear down. Bear down! Is that, from, is that a slogan from UA? It's for the sports teams, yeah? Okay. Bear down. And I mean, you know, when, when you're trying to do something, and if you just do it kind of absent-mindedly, and it's a little hard then to do it right, you really have to bear down. You have to like, okay, focus. That's what they say, focus, right, usually. And then you can maybe do it. So to create or do anything, we have to, quote, bear down. But Garbhodakshai Vishnu, what did it say in the verse? Oh, no, it didn't say it in this verse, in the purport. Uh, but Garbhodakshai Vishnu can simply dream the creation, lying on an ocean of his own perspiration with no, pun intended, sweat. Now, Garbhodakshai Vishnu's <laughs> perspiration is not like our per- So when you hear that he perspired the Garbhodak ocean, don't think that it was salty and toxic like our sweat. <laughs> right, stinky. <laughs> And then he leaves the whole, you know, heavens, this sphere, um, for what we call outer space. No sweat. So Brahma's creating the universe as it was before is a reminder that there's really, quote, nothing new under the sun. Where did I, why did I quote that? Where is that from? Nothing new. It's a famous... Nothing new under the sun. You know that from the Bible. Ecclesiastes. Kohelet, the speaker of Ecclesiastes, when he's saying, vanity, vanity, all is vanity, and there's nothing new under the sun. So let's read the... I got it right here, from the New International Version. It's a little more accessible to our non-Elizabethan ears from the King James. This is of Ecclesiastes uh, chapter 9, text 1, verse 1. What has been will be again. History repeats itself. What has been done will be done again. 
There is nothing new under the sun. Now, interestingly, this also is echoed in the 11th canon of the Bhagavatam. I think that's where these notes are going. Uh, yeah. Similarly, in, the, in their purport, to Srimad Bhagavatam 11.5.38.40, Srila Prabhupada's authorized translators have observed that just as we can know future seasons by past and present seasons, so liberated souls can see past, present, and future of all by noting repeated regular cosmic changes. Okay, so let's... 11.5.30. This is Narada Muni preaching to Vasudev, actually. Can you pull that up fast? And you're 11, 5, 38, 40. Let's see if I can do it. We'll race. Mm-hmm. You got it? All right. You got it? Oh. Here it is. Yeah, it's the 11th canon. All right. Uh, contents. Five. Yeah, Narada concludes his teachings to Vasudeva. This is before the Navayogendras and Maharaj Nimi. Oh, 3840 is going to be. This is the only downside of the BBT. Uh, it's a very slow scroll. Now oh, we're getting there. Whoops. All right. So. There's another verse, too, that's even more apt to this point. I just couldn't find it from, uh, from doing a word search in the database. But there's something about how you can know what's coming by what already happened, just as it said in Ecclesiastes. Come on. I want to read the whole uh, section here. Getting there. Any questions? <laughs> uh, the guys in the Italian market in South Philly say the same thing. It goes in real cool. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, karma. Yeah, that's it's a little different, but it's it's related with karma. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like like Brahma Samhita too. Yes, Tvindragopa. Okay, here we get, okay, we're just about there. Here we go. Boy, these are long purports. Wow. 36. She. 37, here we go. Uh, okay, come on. Wow. Here we go. This is Narada Muni. And he's saying to Vasudev, Krishna's father, My dear king, the inhabitants of Satya Yuga and other ages eagerly desire to take birth in this age of Kali. This is the verse where it says that. Uh, to take, since in this age there will be many devotees of the Supreme Lord, Narayan. These devotees will appear in various places, but will be especially numerous in South India. And interestingly, that's where many of our previous acharyas in, in our and other sampradayas appear in Dravida Desh, South India. O oh, master of men, in the age of Kali, those persons who drink the waters of the holy rivers of Dravida Desh, such as the Tamraparni, Pritamala, Payasvini, whom I had the good fortune to put my 
do that when I went down to the uh, Adikeshava temple in uh, Tamil Nadu, where Lord Chaitanya found the Brahma Samhita, fifth chapter. Uh, the extremely pious Kaveri and the Pratichi Mahanadi will almost all be pure-hearted devotees of the Supreme Personality of God. And now in the paragraph, okay, where is it? Yeah, it's coming. Another long purport. It's in here somewhere. Okay. A lot of nectar, but it's, I'm trying, oh, okay. Huh. You know what? I blew it. It's not in there. <laughs> anyway, there is a nice verse in the Srimad Bhagavatam which talks about how we can know uh, the, the future from the present and the past, just as you can know, like right now we're doing a seasonal change, right? It's getting cooler, uh, a little rain. And so we can know what's going to come from what happened in Tucson, you know, before, in this time. And there's a record of it. So, there is nothing new under the sun, okay, as it was created before. Uh, so the Lord, so the Lord ordains this. It, it's His way of of having nothing new under the sun, and being very predictable the material world, by giving Brahma the intelligence quote to create the universe as it was before. So that's why uh, that's one of the miseries actually. <laughs> so, that's why we say same old, same old. You know, I remember my. Uh, Former wife, when she was growing up, she was the only, she was the oddball in the family. It was a very pious Catholic family, 11 kids. They all had their own room, so the father was very well to do. He was a crackerjack civil engineer. And uh, so, uh, anyway, they all do everything together. I mean, gradually, it took time, of course for everybody to appear for, for 11 kids. So, uh, so they, and for Christmas, boy, they really do it up for Christmas. You know, it was a big thing, and have it like leading up to Christmas and then the post-Christmas. And then, but Kathy, who became Katyayani later on, she would always say, she was the second of, of 11 kids, so she was a little older by the time most of them came along. What's the big deal about Christmas? It's just, it's just going to come and it's going to go. There's going to be a big thing, you know, Christmas for all the presents, and there's going to be a big rush, and then we're all going to go back to being the same old people. <laughs> so, uh, because actually she was pretty uh, pious. She, she was very Christ-focused, and she wasn't about you know, consumerism Christmas. 
So she, she didn't like what consumerism had done to Christmas. Uh, so, yeah, so we say, same old, same old. And that's Krishna's way. And it's mercy, because um, if he made it all unlimited possibilities, and, and you know, it's the way it's advertised, the way Maya advertises it, right? Yeah, you're in control, you're in the driver's seat, it's your life, and you can do anything. You can, just don't, don't put any limits on yourself. Well, guess what? We, there are plenty of limits on us in this material world of only three dimensions. And uh, we are bound to experience the consequences of our actions. We're under the laws of karma. Yes, Tvendra Gopa, Tvendra Ahosva Karma. The rest, Dana Rupa, Paladana, Matanoti. Karmani nirdhati kintu ca bhakti bhajam govinda madhi purusham tapaham bhajami So from that little germ, that indragopa germ, all wishes you can imagine being in the body of germ. <laughs> all the way up to Indra, the king of heaven. And that's really empowered because you get to control the weather. I wish we could control the weather, but we can't because we're humans. And that's mercy because we have this nice perspective at Middle-earth between heaven and hell. And that's why uh, demigods want to take birth here. One reason. So, uh, but from that little germ all the way up to Indra, um, everybody's being, you know, chased by karma. But, now, the next question I say is, so, are we, are we doomed to the same old, same old, hackneyed material life? No, because Lord Brahma, our Adi Guru and our Sampradaya says, Karmani nirdahati kintu jabhakti bhajam. Once we take a bhakti, bhakti bhajam, intensely, sincerely, we're, not, we're no longer under that hackneyed, mechanical, predictable law of karma. And the, the possibilities become unlimited. So I think I asked you before and on this point, who can think of an experience of their life that they are sure that they weren't destined to experience by their karma, but then Krishna tweaked their karma to have them experience something uh, amazing. Oh. Living in the temple. <laughs> There you go. It's bringing it all right down home. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> and having to adapt and surrender. <laughs> hey, there you go. That's what Krishna does. That's excellent. Krishna puts us in, in positions to give up our attachments so we take the next step to humble us. Yeah. Okay, we have another. When I was a uh, Oh, so from Newman Dunn. Yeah. Yeah, it had a really pretty painting of the spiritual sky on the, <laughs> on the top. And uh, we went to Toronto, and our tire, we stayed at the temple overnight, and the, the tire got slashed on the van, so we had to get a new tire put on. And we're going down the highway, and one devotee's driving, 
and myself and another employee are sleeping in the back, and all of a sudden the van starts going like this. And we thought the girl was sleeping, so we're like, well, need to go be. Then we're out checking your shrink day, and then the van rolled, and like I blacked out. And uh, came to the whole block, in such a bad accident, the whole mm. highway was blocked off. Mm. And when I, I woke from my blacking out, I, I looked out the window, and all these people were pressed in like this. <laughs> Like, and I was like, oh my God, and there was a hole in the ceiling. Like, I couldn't get out, all the doors were pressed against the earth. Yeah. And there was a hole in the ceiling, and the, the, uh, the propane tank was going Oh. And so, yeah, I, me and the girl in the back climbed out of the hole in the ceiling, and, like, the van was totaled, it wasn't even salvageable. Mm. And uh, the accident analysis people didn't understand how we were still alive. Uh -huh. But none of us had anything more than a few scrapes and a mild concussion. Mm. I feel like that's wow. like Christian's intervention. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you live to tell the tale. I live to tell the tale. Congratulations. Now, we just heard this morning. Here's a, now, try to wrap your head around this. Kirtan showed me from on his phone. Then in Nepal, there was a Vaishnavi retreat featuring Mother Narayani, my god sister, and they went swimming in a river, and all of a sudden there was a flash flood. Like here there's going to be again today. And uh, three of the girls were in danger of drowning. Narayani rescued, saved two of them, and the, the third one drowned lost her life. She was only 26 years old. And then when, and then uh, Kirtan's showing me her picture. And he's saying, now this lady, this girl, I knew her since she was six. I, I watched her grow up in Nepal. This girl, beautiful soul, wonderful soul, so enthusiastic, so happy. But Krishna took her. So it's another reminder, when Krishna, Krishna's saving us, means Krishna protects our consciousness. So that kind of a person, also my god sister Sunita in Alachua, when she, were you there when she passed away? Tosan, no. Krishna's first one. I don't know whether I was there or not, but I never heard about it. Yeah, High Springs, one of those. Santa Fe River. Santa Fe River, right. And one lady who was near her, she, she had a heart condition. And, uh, and she, uh, so her heart was weak, and she had heart attacks before. But then uh, she wanted to go, so I guess it was a hot day or something, because you, beautiful springs, beautiful rivers down Latua Way. So uh, the lady who was near her, I forget who it was, heard her, her last words, because she had a heart attack when she was maybe rafting or... They were floating down the river on inner tubes. Okay, inner tubes. Her last words were, Prabhupada! Krishna! And then she... Yeah. So, uh, Krishna protects us in many, in, in, as he likes. The heart puja. I forgot my detail about the story. The tire came off of the van. Okay. The tire came off, the one that was got big, put it on correctly, that's why. And yeah, it was going into all lanes. It was like a normal, busy day oh, wow. in Canada. 
Yeah. Yeah, the van was like all across. In Toronto? With three wheels going yeah. to seven years. Wow. Like on Young Street or one of those. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so the possibilities become unlimited with Krishna, the Krishna factor in there, and he personally handles our karma to help us come to him in so many different ways. I'll read the verse again, and if you have any questions or reflections, please raise your hand. When that Supreme Personality of God, who was lying on the Garbhodak Ocean, entered the heart of Brahma, Brahma brought his intelligence to bear, he bared down. And with the intelligence invoked, he began to create the universe as it was before. Nothing new under the sun. <laughs> Please. Yes, Prabhu. This concept of the universe being four billion miles in diameter somewhat at odds with the <laughs> somewhat uh, modern scientific view. Right. Unless you account for the measurements being not quite the same. Oh. In other words, Kalaput has done that in the in, the, uh, in a different way? Like the, um, the different ages they have, like the Pleistocene, they have those different geologic ages, and he showed how they actually line up with the Vedic concepts of time and yugas, but there's a, but there's a multiplication factor of the billions of years translate, and he actually showed how they actually say the same thing. Well, you're talking about uh, uh, geologic time, right? Well, just as an example of how he's translated. Uh-huh. The, the Vedic paradigm and, and shown how it's actually quite similar to the scientific paradigm. So you're saying just, okay, so... That four billion miles, there may be different. So if that, that can... That may be billions of miles in measurement of demigods. For yeah, if that could be true in time, you're suggesting that could also be true in space. Because a hundred years of the... A hundred of our years is just a few years in the demigods. Mm-hmm. Well, it's beyond my pay pay grade. <laughs> so before somebody goes and gets all upset, saying, "Well, the universe is bigger than four billion miles." Yeah, the new the star is uh, Alpha Centauri. It's three and a half light years, so that's more than four billion miles. It's the house of illusion. So, Michelle, I'm, I know this isn't quite the, the central point of your lecture, but can you? Going back to how you said that the super soul and the atomic soul, is that what you said, is in everything. Is that like, would that be equivalent to the rays of the sun or a piece of the sun? Or well, cr- yeah, sometimes Krishna is compared to the sun and we're compared to rays. Oh, you mean, like yeah. that piece that's in everything. Oh, you mean a, that expansion of Krishna? Yeah. Yeah, well that's a little different. The sun and the sunshine. Okay. But he's full, now, that's, that's very, that analogy is very understandable when you talk about the sun and the sunshine, Krishna and the living entity. But then when you realize that the full Krishna is in every atom, <laughs> you can't, that's inconceivable. Okay. That's why, anoraniyan, mahato mahiyan, he can be, he's bigger than the biggest, Mahavishnu, or he can be smaller than the, but it's the same God, God. Uh, it's like, what? 
That's why Mother Jashoda was so bewildered. When she opened your mouth, Krishna, I want to see if you've eaten dirt. So what did she see? She see all the universe, the whole universe, and then she saw herself inside the mouth. And, and then, wait a minute, I'm outside, Krishna, and I'm looking at his mouth, and I'm inside? What's going on here? <laughs> We're dealing with achincha shakti, inconceivable potency. Yes? Another way to understand that, I'm going to those the Shantanastana, is that every name emanates from Krishna. So the material energy is Krishna's energy. Material energy, yeah. Yeah. Everything is Krishna's energy. Yeah. Material energy is Krishna's energy. Yeah. So it's nothing but Krishna, and Krishna has expanded throughout his energy. So he's personally present. There's nowhere that he's not present within his energy. Yeah. So he's present in every atom. Even the atoms in the stone floor. Krishna's present in each and every atom. Present in every atom in your body. Because that's his energy. It's expanded from him. So his energy. nothing but him. But he's simultaneously, inconceivably one with and different from that energy. He's, not, he's the energetic source present in the energy, fully. So the energy has no independent existence or meaning beyond Krishna or aside from Krishna. It is also Krishna in another form. So he's all pervasive. He's everything. He's, he's, you can't go, you can't, there's nothing that's not Krishna. Yeah. Including every atom of the material energy. Yeah. That's why even the material... That's God. That's God. <laughs> you can't do that. That's God. So that's why even the material... Everything is inconceivable. Existence is inconceivable. I mean, it's inconceivable. The sky is inconceivable. And so it's Krishna. Because it's all Krishna's inconceivable potency. <laughs> yes? Um, you know, we were watching these um, Earth movies. And Watching what? The you know nature mm-hmm. movies and um, I mean the photography is amazing, but what's what really just seems inconceivable? They'll have like a gajillion birds or fish or whatever, and they never crash in nature. And they're going this way and that way. I mean it's <laughs> like it has to be super soul in there because right. how could they not crash? You know I mean. And yet people go to air shows and they marvel at the Blue Angels and the Thunderbirds, right? Oh, they're so good. And they're good. But come on, that's nothing compared to what Krishna's doing every second. So. We have over here by Trader Joe's this bridge uh, over the river, the dry room bed. And then at night, I just happened to be there about a week ago, that all these bats come out from under the bridge right at twilight. They come out to feed on the mosquitoes and the bugs and stuff. And people come out there to watch them. And I just happened to be there, and they all come out, and there's like a zillion of them all. And they're all synchronous. And they're blind. (laughs) So-called. Yeah, I, and there's like zillions of them. It's, it's a whole thing that people come just to watch that. I knew nothing about it, but it happened to be. Yeah, well, that's mercy. In the parking lot. Yeah.
serendipity. So that's why there's many sections in Krishna where Krishna encourages us to see him in, in nature. This, this should remind you of me. Yeah. Okay, we'll end there. One wonderful Krishna. Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai. Yeah, it's right up here. Right up.